Ladies and gentlemen, you're about to be treated to a special edition of the Wrestling with the Culture podcast where we are reviewing and reacting to all the news that happened in the world of wrestling this week as well as the Elimination Chamber preview. We were joined for an interview by the one and the only Keith Holt of the Ringtime Ringtime Pro Wrestling podcast. So I hope that you all enjoy this interview and this conversation. We only originally planned to talk for like 10 to 15 minutes and the conversation got so good that we made a whole episode out of it. So I hope you enjoy and please subscribe, like our page, listen, and I hope that you all will listen as we discuss other topics outside of wrestling and inside of wrestling because we're going to talk sports, we're going to talk politics, we talk a lot of different things, and I'm saying this especially for the people who this is your first time hearing our podcast, and it is a little bit late for the preview because I'm releasing this, it's probably going to be around Saturday morning. Uh, when some of you all first hear it, but we had some things going, a lot of things going on today, and I wasn't able to get it down and get it released until about one Saturday morning is when I got finished. So take care, be blessed, and enjoy the interview. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by a very special guest. He is the host of Ringtime Pro Wrestling with his sister, Keisha Holt, the Wonder Twins. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a good welcome, a warm welcome for the one and the only Keith Holt. Welcome back, man. Hey, what's going on? I appreciate y'all having me. How's it going? How's life been since the last time we talked to you, man? Um, it's been good. Not as good as yours, but it's been good. Oh man, I I'm blessed. I'm happy. <laughs> I cannot complain. It's a lot of lot of big changes coming in the past uh let's say uh six to eight months. It's been a yeah, it's man. been a wonderful ride though, man. So um brought you on here, man, because there's a lot that's happened in the wrestling world within the past week. And uh, you know, Keith Lee Going to AEW, they get a big star, and then a couple of days later, the shock of the wrestling universe, something I thought I'd never see or say, but Cody Rhodes is leaving AEW. Yeah, uh, he would be the first founding member to depart. I mean, we're only about, what, two to three years into this experiment? Yeah. Actually, two and a half, probably. Uh, that being said... Yeah. Um, you know, wrestling don't make sense no more. <laughs> it, it it would be shocking, but, you know, it just the game don't make sense no more. Um, I don't know what's happening at the E. We are racing Triple H over there. Yeah, there's a new show yeah, called another. NXT Level Up. Um, you see what's going on with, with uh, that company, and it seems like they're moving away from the wrestling aspect. And then we see, we've heard for months how Cody may not be as close with the Young Bucks as he once was. And maybe that the EVPs have a growing rift. And we see that their storylines were always very, very different in what they were doing. And we didn't think, but we didn't think that we'd be at a point here. We knew Cody didn't have a contract, but 
could you imagine saying, okay, Cody and Tony Khan couldn't get along to the point where they decided to leave the company? Um, no, it just it seems weird, um, especially with everything they got invested in. But I'll say this. In watching AEW, the show is a little disjointed. I don't know if they have too many cooks in the kitchen um, taking the storylines in different places. Um, you know, there's been rumors that there was a blow up between him and Tony Khan. Uh, remember, the Khan family does run the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I'm not saying it is anything against Tony, but, you know, We've that's a bad We've seen a lot run. of dysfunction within the Jaguars organization this year. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's something to look out for. But I... And Cody tends to make the right moves at the right time. Yeah. I don't know if this is it, but it's definitely interesting. And, I mean, he's going to take his whole thing. Well, at least him and Brandy. Um, but Dustin got to be not too long to follow, right? I mean, I don't know what, what he's going to do. This is just seems like a big shock because – AW at first was feeling like it was going to be a spiritual successor to WCW. Even the way that they shoot the crowd, even the way that the cameras are set up, it's set up like a live sporting event, not like a wrestling event. The, right. the lighting is different. The visuals are different. Uh, the crowd feels more organic. And the arenas are just a little bit smaller, which is actually, in my opinion, good for pro wrestling. And then you have Cody Rhodes, who I don't know, for someone who I would argue before he got to AEW was probably the biggest name not in WWE stateside. And for how he was booked, if we were to recap his AEW run, what would you think it was? I think it was a little hit and miss. Um, it was just something about him that wasn't connected. And I don't know if early on he got put over a little too much. Or when he paired up with new guys, he didn't put the new guy over enough. Well, it's that's what I'm saying. Like, it's kind of weird because I felt like Cody came in and he, he talked about Triple H and the golden shovel. We saw the jackhammer. But I felt like Cody was constantly burying himself. Like the way it's almost right. like the way they debuted every new heel was he popped up out of the dark and beat up Cody. And then Cody booked himself to where he couldn't challenge for the title. So you got this guy who was positioned, who was supposed to be the big face of the company, the face of the company and the baby face of the company. And Keith, maybe you can answer this for me. Why was he constantly booking himself to not be the guy? And it's almost like people say, well, Cody never puts guys over, but it's almost like that's the very thing he does every time. He, he That's all he was doing, seemed like, was not putting himself over. I I don't know what's go, what goes on in his mind. I mean, I'm sure as an EVP, he has a lot of creative control. I don't know if he thought, You know, one of the strengths of Dusty was Dusty used to get beat up a lot and take a lot of beatings. Uh, You know, but he still could talk people into the arena. And you was waiting for that comeback. You was waiting for that, for Dusty to finally get his. 
over those big bad hills. Yeah. I think Cody was doing that, but I don't know if we built up the hills big and bad enough. Yeah. For that to be like a thing. Cause even though, like you said, the heel was debuting, you still felt Cody as the guy with the upper hand. Oh well, I mean, some of the guys they debuted, like when when those when Blade the Blade and the Butcher came and attacked him. Now this is just me. I I don't watch enough indie wrestling to know who those guys were. So when those guys came in and beat up Cody, it was like, oh, wow, this is crazy. Who are these guys? And then they, Cody comes back and he beats them. But I felt like, okay, that they didn't even have any matches before they got to that point. There should have been some matches. Now, when Brody did it, the, the, the storyline with Brody to me made some sense. That that was right. good. Now, now, did you feel like that was good storytelling? Because in ring, not just not just in ring. I'm talking about storyline because in ring, Cody's we 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 don't even have to argue about it. Cody told the best in ring stories while he was there. No hands yeah. down. But the storyline overall, did you feel that was a good story? Yeah, um, I thought with Brody, and I don't know if there's a little bias because we've seen Brody. You know, we have a little bit of lead up with Brody on national television. Uh, but I thought it was a good story. Brody being a bigger guy was definitely helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and both of those guys are definitely like, good in the ring. And that was definitely helpful. You know, I think he's really been in the ring with anybody bad. And then, like you said, Cody's in ring work is definitely always good. Mm. It just seems like it's something. But I think it's too. We still got to remember AEW is new, man. So everybody's still figuring it out. Yeah. So, you know, you got to give them a little leeway starting to promotion from the ground up. Yeah, it did. But it's, it's something just so puzzling to me about how, you know, and I, I'm not saying I was sympathetic, but I did see some things that. We could see some things that Cody did wrong, right? Like, okay, you want to be the main face of the company, but you have your wife here, and she's still working like you're the heel. So it's kind of hard. You have these two conflicting things, and you can't have your wife be a heel um, during the women's matches and be a face during your matches, and she's always coming out with you. And you know, things got really confusing. It, it got really bad. But it almost, but, but. You look and then you see, okay, but you want to be the face of the company, but you got your wife out here doing heel stuff. So what was really going on there? How did you feel about those things? Yeah, I always thought it was weird and conflicting. And I guess it's because a lot of our ideas have been informed by things we've seen in the past. So in WWE, you can know a couple exists, but they keep them away from each other. Like, Let's take the Usos now, who are essentially heels. You don't see them and Naomi together. Not at all. You don't book them together, even though they're on the same show. It never crosses. Same thing. Same thing with Seth too. Yeah. Seth Rollins and they're both heels. Yeah, and they're actually both heels. Yeah, but they don't they don't book them together like that. They may mention certain things on the show, like little digs. But that's about it. 
like like a uh, Roman Reigns saying, if I really wanted to, you know, wrestle the best person in your family, it would it wouldn't even be you. <laughs> right. <laughs> it it just makes sense. Like you don't necessarily bring it, and I, it like it works if they're both baby faces. Mm-hmm. Which is only or make or, it matter when you bring them together. Right. Um, or even when they're both heels, like you said, make it matter. Uh, what they do with Adam Cole and Britt seems to work. Yeah, but so, but but it's also freshly and it's new to us. I think, um, and it's weird too because right before they start the company, a Cody Holt. I mean, he was ROH champion for what about a good year run, yeah. and and he, he may not have been the best wrestler in the world, but he looked like the best wrestler in the world. He was treated by everyone like the best wrestler in the world, and. Um, because, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't watch a lot of New Japan. It was hard to follow. So I had never seen um, Kenny Omega. And even when he got here, I still wasn't Kenny Omega. And to this day, he doesn't do it for me. I don't feel like he's the best wrestler in the world. And I never did. It's like, I was like, oh, this is what we've been waiting to see. Maybe I should have seen his New Japan stuff. But it just was, it didn't do anything for me like that. So, so Cody was with, the guy to me. Yeah. Before Even with else Omega's cares. New Japan stuff, I'm going to tell you, it didn't, at least this is from my perspective. Uh, some of the stuff he did, and there were some good stories in New Japan, but just the way he worked in ring, and this happens with a lot of the guys in New Japan, you can see through it, right? Yeah. Like, if I see you working and it's like, that move took some cooperation. <laughs> that you know, if you have too many of those in a match, it just doesn't do it for me. And, you know, some people were impressed because, you know, in New Japan, he had matches that went an hour or something like that. But And we don't see that anymore. No. But if it's an hour and it's a bunch of high spots, it's kind of hard to, you know, if you, I guess if you were, you were trained by old school wrestling. You can't just go an hour doing a bunch of crazy stuff. Yeah, you, you got you got to do you got to tell the story in there if you're going to be in the ring like that, and that's something we did we don't really see from from a Kenny Omega the way that the way that his match was going, and then it was little jokes Cordy would make, like you know the the spirit fingers, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, and it's funny because soon as I heard Jim Cornette say it, I was listening to some YouTube clip clip, and he talked about what Kenny would do in the ring, and after that I could never unsee it. <laughs> it was never unseen to me again. It was it's amazing, like just like somebody pointed out how Charlotte. Flair, they pointed out her hair and her tracks and her blonde uh, weave, and they said, "Oh, those tracks are terrible." And it was it was an African American young lady, black lady. But I looked at him and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I see him now." And now I can't unsee. See him, right? I can't unsee things. So when I saw Kenny Omega, it was just like, eh. I mean, Cody. I guess if you take the company when it came together, uh, the people who signed up, Cody probably was the biggest star just because of his WWE run. And I'll say he, the way he when he left, he probably made a lot of guys think, oh, I can leave WWE and still be an attraction. 
Because remember, he didn't sign with nobody for a while, and he yeah. was showing up at Impact. Showing up, yeah. And, and to the point where he became the attraction. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, wow, you could probably make a lot of money doing this. So uh, have you guys heard the same rumor mill that I've been hearing? Like Cody going back to the E? Yeah, man. And like real, real quick. That's like, what makes it more right, shocking. Right after Elimination Chamber quit. Like, man, we going to come right back in this. And if that does happen, like, it's I, I, I don't see Justin ever going back to Vince. Ever. So he he might just stay at AEW if that happens. Like no reason to follow my brother back there. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. he hated that. Job. I don't think Dustin is ever. I don't think Dustin's ever going back. Uh, not the yeah. natural. Because he he he's the natural again. Even though he wears a little bit of the face paint. And by the way, how does that dude keep looking better in the ring? Yeah. Fundamental. Metals, man. That dude, I'm talking about. He <laughs> looks so smooth in the ring. You can legitimately book Dustin Rose as you can still I book him as a main event guy if you wanted to, and I would believe it just because he still works so smooth. It is looks a Tim Duncan. Good. Everything. Tim Duncan in wrestling, man. He the Tim Duncan in wrestling. No, Mr. Man, that dude might be the Ricky. He might be the Ricky Henderson because. <laughs> I, this dude just gets better as he ages. It's just, it's just, everything is so smooth and so beautiful. But to see his brother go back to WWE where he was Stardust, where he hated the gimmicks, where he was just so unhappy, I would be shocked. But what I'm hearing, there are people that are talking about Vince wants to bring him back and give him a major push to maybe get some AEW guys to come over there when their contracts are up. And we've been hearing rumors about how how the WWE is very interested in stars like Jade Cargill. They're very interested. I'm. I know they're interested in. Um. You got. They got to be interested in MJF, because right. MJF is one guy that can draw natural heat. People hate this dude. Then you have Wardlow. Wardlow looks like he could be the future or something. So people are going to want them to come back. Also, if, if Cody does go back, I doubt. Vince is stupid enough to start that Stardust thing back, man. You just got to let him be Cody. He might be able to put that plastic mask back on his face again and do something stupid like that, but man, I, I doubt he's going to go full face paint. I'm going to be honest with you. I think the biggest mistake the WWE made um, was when Sandow won that elimination, won that uh, Money in the Bank. I should think it should have went to Cody. I think that was a moment you mm -hmm. could have pushed him majorly. And I'm just being honest with you. As soon as Dusty Dusty died, I would have pushed Cody to the moon. And just yeah. because, like, your father was never WWE champion, so now the name Rose can be attached to the WWE championship. Even if he only held it for um, a couple of weeks, the fact, or even if even if he didn't win, but he got that world title match. I think well, that no, would have been so. If he so just had major. like a little big E run, if he just had like a little big E run. Yeah, it's sad. You know what I'm saying? It's sad that we call it a little big E run at this point. We, we all just <laughs> man. If y'all could look at the the, the look on Keith's face, uh, Keith's face when he, we did that, he just face palm. Just still sad <laughs> over that. Is still crazy. Yeah, that one was a uh, was a little bit that hurt. 
But <laughs> Dog, it, can you would sit there like somebody to die, boy. Yeah. <laughs> boy, Key yeah. face went like Key was like he was at a funeral. This was a documentary, boy. Yeah, man, it's just it it is what it our is. Black champions, man. They don't they'll get they'll get done right. Yeah, yeah. It, it it is the story of the game, man. Charge the game. But yeah, man, I mean, if Cody goes back, who does he feud with? He can't be in this uh, Brock Roman picture right now. No. He can't um, be in the main event picture right now because of the way those storylines are going. It has I mean, to matter. Seth Rollins? So is it Seth Rollins? That's the name I've heard. Yeah. Uh, that would give both of them a very beautiful match at Mania. Yeah. That would make um, sense. And if Cody's next step is the main event, that's a good stepping stone to start with. Um, it is, and I'm I'm sure. And the thing is, it's almost in a position where now Vince has to treat Cody right because they're gonna want some of that AEW talent eventually. Yeah, I mean, this is his shot at really putting AEW down before they really get going but or is he well, gonna just go and bury him and then you're gonna look well see that's bad that's bad on the, on the east side because like all those other people are gonna be like don't go back because that's how he's gonna treat you so this is like the example of the full circle yeah i would hope too cody has negotiated his if he is going back he took the time to negotiate his contract well to the point of like they, that they can't bury him. You know, he, he probably won't get creative control, but he, he got to be able to, he got some leverage. I mean, he has the to, most he's going to have. Unless I, um, but you know what? I'm going to tell you this. What if he negotiates like a one-off? Or yeah. what if he's just going to do full-time uh, TV shows and game shows now? We don't really know what he's going to do, even though I doubt it. And let's just be honest here. I'm going to timestamp this. This is on a Thursday, uh, Thursday, February the 17th. The reason we did not do this show last night, we wait until after AW Dynamite, because part of us felt like this was work. We still couldn't believe yeah. it. So we will see if he shows up on SmackDown tonight, tomorrow night, all bets are off. I don't think that's going to happen. But if he shows up, that would be a huge shocker. Yeah. Nah, if he, well, it'll probably be after the pay-per-views on Saturday. But I ain't going to lie to you. What if they book Cody to go into the elimination cha- chamber and... Well, see, I thought about that, but it's in, like, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean... Wow. Yeah, if he went to the elimination, that would be crazy. Because uh, who, yeah, like because a Austin Theory in the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. So I mean, that's somebody I could quickly sacrifice. Yeah, I mean Austin Theory, he's nice in the ring, but I mean he's not important right now. And they that, and they playing him up as Vince's boy, so if Vince yeah. drop him out, it's for What's a reason. What's crazy is I think Austin Theory would be better served, honestly, feuding with uh with uh Rick Steiner Jr. right now. I'm. That boy Rick Steiner Jr. I don't care. I don't care what name they gave him down there. That dude is Rick Jr. And I'm going to call him Rick Jr. I can't for the life of me understand 
why the, he does stuff like that. You have a built-in name from a legacy. He looks Even like Even if they Rick. just let him use his real name, dude. Yeah. He looks like Rick. He talks like Scott. <laughs> I don't understand. His face he looks like the... Rick and, his, and everything else looks like Scott. Yeah, and like they wear the tights, and it's like, look, what are y'all doing here? Yeah, and it's not like a simple Google search. We can't figure out this is if they debuted him and nobody knew who he was. They say, "Yo, this dude looks like one of the Steiners," right? And we do a Google search and find out, oh, he is a Steiner. It would be so simple, dude. Just just for the life of me, the money you could make with this dude as Rex Steiner or Rick Jr. It, it it's it's him. But what I'm hearing, they say Scott owns the name or whatever, so so they'll that'll never happen. But you don't think Scott would get that name to his nephew? Yeah, on, you would think so. Scott ain't that petty. I know he hates the WWE, but he is not I, I can't imagine Scott being that petty. Yeah, I John Scott said he's not doing the Hall of Fame. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It, oh, it ain't because yeah, they don't. I think I think he just don't like Vince. Yeah. Yeah, he ain't gonna put no money in Vince's pocket. I mean, I guess I can't blame him after the run that they had. Yeah. I mean, what do you see? I mean, could you imagine a? A oh, Rick Steiner feud. I mean, Rick Jr. Uh, Cody feud. Yeah, um, they huge. definitely would do. I'm just saying, just from the the nostalgia. I'm just thinking about all nostalgia now. Like, what would make? Because I just don't understand. I'm and I almost don't understand where Cody's place would be in the E right now. I'm sure they find something for him to do. I just can't figure out what they wear. Yeah. Because um, I feel I, like I mean, he's I feel like doing the, oh, I feel like they're doing the same thing with Seth Rollins, too, though. Like, he's not really placed. Yeah. Maybe that's why they're saying they should be together. Because yeah. nobody can figure out what to do with either one of them. So maybe that's what it is. Uh, but what could you see? Because I'm just looking at it like, okay, Cody almost booked himself, and that's and that's another shame too. Cody never may never be AEW World Champion, which is a shock because I just I just always knew that okay, this st- they almost set up the story to be like, okay, Cody got screwed out of the title by MJF. They had their feud. The story has to be MJF wins the AEW title maybe in a year or two, and Cody has to go back on his promise to win the title, or Cody breaks his promise to turn heel. So it it was always a storyline hole there that they could always use. But 
he also to give him his props him never challenging for that title and winning the tnt title he made the tnt title matter i'm gonna be honest with you the tnt title does not matter as much when cody doesn't have it yeah um and i like the miro room it didn't matter as much though <laughs> it was nice i mean it's nice with sammy but but for what that title is supposed to be the spiritual successor to a television that title is a spiritual successor to a television title title yeah and when when cody has it cody went out there and had the matches of the week also let's not forget now when george floyd's death happened in 2020 Cody literally for like two months. And this is another thing people don't give Cody credit for. Cody went out there for the entire summer and just wrestled nothing but, because at the time, let's just be honest, we talk about AEW and what they do for black stars, but they all the black guys they had were young and unheard of until they got to the company. But Cody went out there and wrestled all the black dudes, literally. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, and and gave them a main event match on Wednesday nights, yes. and they and didn't he, win, of course, but he made them look good. Made them matter. Elevated those dudes. Sonny Kiss. Elevated Sonny Kiss. They didn't do nothing with them afterwards, but he elevated them for that match. Um, and to tell you the truth, Cody's booking is, uh, when you take away the fact of everybody has a debut and beat him up like a tradition if they want to get over his heel, um, everything else that he did made sense and it was good. They just never did anything with people after they got done with Cody. Yeah. Malachi Black is in a tag team now. Why? One dude like that is special. Two dudes like that doesn't matter. Yeah, you're making a point. You got nothing for me? <laughs> He's, I've left the great Keith Hope speechless, ladies and gentlemen. Have I stumped the great Keith Hope? No, I mean, you. I'm just saying you're right. I just can't. Sammy <sighs> out here wearing two daggum belts looking stupid. Yes. Um, and that's a kid who could be a star. But like you said, once again, he needs more time with Cody. You're right. And with that, Keith th Thirsty Guys, we're going to take a water break and we're going to come right back after this. Okay, and we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We are done lamenting the loss of Cody and AEW. And uh, it's going to be real interesting to see how those fans that were booing him talk about how much they miss Cody in about a month or two on AEW. But we're, that's neither here nor there. Since Keith is here, we figured we might as well go ahead and preview the Elimination Chamber and see which mat which matches are, are already selected. Like I said, SmackDown doesn't happen until tomorrow, so we're recording this before, if they even have a SmackDown on tomorrow. So if there are some changes there, we didn't know about them yet. So forgive us for that one. Alright, 
So, first up on the list, man, let's go Rey Mysterio versus The Miz. What do you guys think about this match? I think that they were like, we got to do something with Miz because he's back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed the tag team of the last one, but like, yeah. Is this the was... match you ain't gonna watch, Keith? You gonna skip this one? No, I was. I will watch it. Um, I wish I would have skipped the mixed tag. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, but you got to think about you know Ray Mysterio. He's a legend. They got Ray on the cover of the game, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So they um, they gonna have to push him if they pushing this game. You got you can't have him out there losing every weekend. He the face of the game, bro. Well, I think in Saudi Arabia, definitely Ray probably would go because he's probably a bigger star over there, True. much bigger star. And let's be honest, Miz don't ever have to win another match. No, no. <laughs> as long as he's just a jerk, that's all he needs to do. Matter of fact. And he keeps showing up on USA. Keep them happy. Yep. That's cool. All right. What about Drew McIntyre and Madcap Moss in a Falls Count Anywhere match? I honestly want to see more of Madcap. Like, I think that dude can can actually be talented or actually be a, a main guy later on in life. So this should be a good this should this should be a good match. It should be a good match. Brett does not agree with me, but it's okay. I don't care for Mag. I, 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 he, he just ain't doing it for me yet. I don't know if it's the tights with the suspenders and everything. Um, I don't do Mad Cat Monster. He just another dude, not just another dude on the roster right now. I'm sure he's probably a great guy, or whatever. But he ain't, he ain't doing it for me. And I don't even understand why they had him beat Kofi. And Kofi's a former world champion, even though I know they don't care about Kofi. I don't even think he should have got that win. Madcap ain't doing it for me. Uh, what about you, Keith? Yeah, Madcap, I, w- I would agree. Uh, I, I just one of those, yeah, what is he doing here? <laughs> um, and we got a false fall count anywhere. It's like, did we? Why? Why don't we need to build up to that? Yeah, like, like, is is he? Are they important enough to have a false count? And this feud is not important enough for that match. <laughs> for that yeah, relations. I don't, know why, I don't know why they switched the subject because it was supposed to be about um, uh, what's his name, the other guy, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin, yeah, Happy Corbin. It was supposed to be about him, and then they just switched it to Madcap. I don't know, man, but it ain't good. Okay, what about the Tag Team Championships of SmackDown? You got the Usos versus the Viking Raiders. I'm sure this one is probably predictable. So, yeah. should we just go ahead and say it on three? One, two, three. Yeah. Usos. Usos are going Usos. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, there's, 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 there's no reason for that no to reason. go any other way. All right. Ronda and Naomi versus Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. What's going to happen here? A uh, whole lot of Naomi smacking a Deville around. Yeah, um, 
So Ronda can't lose, right? Like that, yeah. that no, can't happen. Can't happen. <laughs> so Could you I see mean, her I... potentially turning on Naomi or something? That's the only thing I can think interesting that might happen in this match. I mean, her and her and Sonya used to go back though, right? But I don't see a reason that's, for that. I'm saying that's the only thing interesting that I can see happening that will cause uh, Charlotte and Sonya to go over here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't see it. And don't nobody like Charlotte no more, so. No. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Mm. Oh, locker room over there, like, spoiled milk with her. Yeah, yeah. Those could be. Okay, so elimination change, Bird. Liv Morgan versus Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair versus Dewdrop versus Nikki Ash. Versus Alexa Bliss in the Elimination Chamber. What's going to happen, man? I mean, it's going to be good to see Alexa Bliss back in there. But yeah. yeah that, that's going to be tight. I'm seeing, well, let's see. We got Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair. Uh, Dewdrop is going to come in and just be a train in this match. There are a lot of. Yeah. She's going to be bumping people around. I can see her bumping around Liv and Nikki. Uh, maybe we see a couple uh, a standoff between Nikki and Rhea Ripley. Uh, Alexa Bliss is going to come back and make things. It's going to be interesting to see the way her character has developed. But it would make the most sense to have the rematch at WrestleMania where. Uh, Bianca Belair finally gets her payback on um, at at WrestleMania. We want to see her fight Becky, so right. I think it would be good if if uh, Bianca wins. But I could see a possible Alexa Bliss uh, upset, upset surprise win here. Question: Does Dude Drop go through the plexiglass? And she's sending somebody through. Yeah, that's the most interesting question. Who's she gonna send through that plexiglass? Yeah, dude, I'm going through that plexiglass at some point with somebody. Yeah. Uh... Shoot, and it might be Bianca. I don't know if anybody else could take a hit like that. I mean, yeah, Bianca could take that hit. So yeah. <laughs> like that, like you, you do that with Liv. Thank you. This is the hardest one for you to pick so far. You don't know who to pick, man. You sitting there thinking about it. Cause, okay, my heart wants it to be Bianca. I can see them somehow making Alexa win this. There we go, Alexa Becky at WrestleMania. I can see that too because they've been having these big segments. That's why I said I could see Becky coming back and winning this. I don't. I wouldn't want it that way, but yeah. I could see it. That could happen. So let's say uh, we got two for two for uh, Bianca and one for Becky. Like we could say, possible. We see uh, Bianca with a possible Becky. All right. Yeah. Wow, during Black History Month, are we going to do Bianca or the Beckys? <laughs> we'll see. All right, so then we got Roman versus Goldberg. Now, that one I don't have to think about. Oh, but... man. 
Could you imagine? Yeah, Goldberg beating Roman. The guy has been reigning for this for all over a year. We're going to put the title on Goldberg. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they really want to do that and not have the biggest match in America for WrestleMania. Nah, ain't no way. Right. I'm just... I'm I'm just wondering if they're actually gonna let Roman Goldberg Goldberg. That's the only question. He gonna I would win. love to see that. He gonna Goldberg Goldberg. That's all I want to see. <laughs> like, why don't we say it's inside here and just do that two second match? Done. Yeah, that would be good because I I appreciated what he was in WCW, but I never have to see that man wrestle again. If he never wrestles another match, I'll be cool with it. And I've had seen enough Goldberg. Yeah, I I can't believe that we still here with that. Like, yeah, it's like it's like since we can't, since we can't get Tanker no more. Yeah, this but but this is in Saudi Arabia, so in Saudi Arabia they're gonna bring back the old legends, except for Stone yeah. Cold because you know Stone Cold can't drink the beer. I guess so. Yeah. So I guess you're right. So you you everybody agrees on on Roman right there, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, the Elimination Chamber: Bobby versus Brock versus Seth versus Austin Theory versus Riddle versus AJ Styles. Okay. What storylines do we see coming out of this match? I mean, I kind of see Bobby dropping the belt to Brock here. We can see a champion versus champion match. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I think that's what everybody I... wants to see. That is that is something that could very well happen. Yeah, it's something I don't want to see, but like you said, something that could very. Mm-hmm. And it's in the elimination chamber, so I can't depend on Roman to you know break in there and do what he did last time. Also, yeah. this is a way that Brock could lose with and still look strong. It could be some shenanigans and how he loses, just like Bobby looks strong. But I still don't think. It's crazy because I still think Brock and Bobby need to have a real moment without the interference because I believe that that, that could be a great few going forward. Um, Austin Theory, I don't see why he's here. Uh, Seth Rollins makes for a great match. Riddle, I mean, this is we got two young, uh, basically younger guys with its with a chance to shine here with Austin Theory and AJ St- and uh, Riddle rather and AJ Styles. And Seth Rollins, you know those guys can come and give you a show. So yeah. we got the two big guys who are going to be knocking everybody else around. And you got guys that can bump for them like crazy. And maybe we see some action with Riddle and Brock, which is be very, very interesting to see. Ooh, ew, I hate to say very, very like that because it makes me sound like Donald Trump. But uh, it'll be super interesting to see. Riddle and Brock have interactions after he swore he'd never have an interaction with Riddle. Yeah. Lance, we lost you. No, I'm still here. Oh, come on, man. You know it's your turn to come in. Well, no, I I mean, it it is what it is. Like, I feel like like it's still going to go Brock's way, but yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. But I feel like it's gonna go Brock's way. Yeah, that could be all right, Keith. Man, what you got? Close us out, man. Yeah, I, I, 
I can't wrap my head around it being anything other than Brock. Um, I would love for it to be Lashley, but Brock can't lose either going into <laughs> WrestleMania. No, I can't. So, unfortunately, we go sacrifice another black champion or Brock. Yeah. Man. Hard times. So that's what we got. Y'all picking Lesnar. Yeah, that's that's all I got. Um, for hope against all hope, I'm gonna pick Brock to retain, but we'll see what happens. I mean Bobby mm-hmm. to retain. Retain, yeah. We'll see though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. But We've done it. We just wrapped up a special. Uh, it turned into an Elimination Chamber review, so I guess I'll put this whole thing up. Thank you so much to Keith Holt for joining us. Lance, Always I love you, brother. You're my brother, and I appreciate you, man, as we do this thing together. Uh, Keith, make sure y'all go subscribe to his podcast, Ring Time. What, what about your website, man? Give us the name of the website again. Uh, RingtimeProWrestling.com. RingtimeProWrestling.com. Make sure you go there, and he has some great articles if you're interested on the things that happen in the square circle. We'll see you guys a little bit later, and peace out. Peace. Peace.